everybody, welcome to the Buttered Popcorn Podcast, episode four. I guess it's better late than never. Today, almost two weeks after its release, I'm finally getting to my Avengers Infinity War spoiler talk. I have quite a few things to talk about from that movie. It is also time for my April recap and my May preview, looking at what movies came out recently and what movies are coming out recently. I'm going to be talking about a couple TV shows I've been watching and then quickly give an update on my anime viewing experience for the spring 2018 season. So as I mentioned, I am pretty late to recording this podcast. I know I say this all the time, but I am really busy in my life outside of YouTube, so I haven't had a chance to sit down for like an hour and talk about a bunch of stuff. We are a little bit into the April season already, or the April month. Uh, I've already seen a couple movies on our list for movies coming out in May, um, but I'm really excited to talk about that. I'm really excited to talk about April. Uh, it was a really interesting year for movies, or I guess month for movies. Man, I'm not having good time with words today, which is not great for a podcast. Um, and then Avengers Infinity War. What a movie. I think we should just start there to get things right off the bat. I will say, it is a spoiler review, obviously. Um, or I guess it's not even like a spoiler review, really. This is going to be more mentioning things that stuck out to me that are spoilers for the movie. So in case you haven't somehow seen the movie yet, you're still holding off and you haven't heard what happened in the movie, don't watch this video or don't listen to this podcast. Um, it's it's going to contain spoilers and just don't get it spoiled for you, even though I imagine pretty much everyone knows what happens at this point. If you really care, you would have seen it. Also, before we get into the spoiler talk, I do want to mention... I've only seen Avengers Infinity War once. I saw it at a screening the Wednesday night before it came out at 11 o'clock p.m. So I saw this pretty late into the night, and I've not seen it since. It's just one of those movies I felt like I understood on my first viewing, and I didn't really need a second one. That's not to say, like, it's basic, or that's not a judge of quality at all. But like The Last Jedi, for example, even though I liked it way less than Infinity War, that was a movie I felt very conflicted about and I needed to go again to truly just like understand my opinions on it. Infinity War isn't really that movie. I don't really feel conflicted about it. I felt like I got all the emotional scenes and there really wasn't a reason for me to go again especially considering it's two and a half hours long. It's just a longer movie I don't really need to see again. Um, if I had, like, complete free time and I had nothing better to do, it's not a movie that I would, like, stay away from going again, but it just wasn't a movie I needed to see again. Um, like I said, I don't want that to act like it judges the quality of the film at all, I'm just stating that when I talk about these things, I've seen it once, and it was pretty late at night, so if something I misspeak or anything like that, don't, like, yell at me. <laughs> and I guess we can just start out by talking about Red Skull. 
he is in this movie. He's the one who has the soul stone. I really don't think anyone could have predicted it. I also guess I should say, I've never read these comics, so I don't know what happened in the comic, so I'm not going to act like I know that. Um, but Red Skull, who knew he is the soul stone? Um, that was a pretty good surprise, and I was really surprised, actually, by how, I guess, little surprises were in this movie, as far as, like, Easter eggs and people that we've seen before. Uh, Red Skull, though, it was nice seeing this all kind of started with him. Nice seeing him be one of the people in some of the, like, final parts of the story. Uh, it was just cool seeing him, and it was one of those big shocks. The other big shock I really wanted to happen was the Defenders. I wanted that more than anything, was to see Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist in this movie. Maybe they'll be in the next Avengers, um, but I was really hoping to see those. We didn't get them, but we got Red Skull, and that's pretty cool. Pretty much the scene I think that stuck with me and stuck with the audience probably the most out of any other was, you know, that Spider-Man scene. Uh, the scene of him fading was easily probably like the best and most emotional scene in the movie. I also really liked the scene where Thanos stabbed uh, Tony and I legitimately thought Tony Stark was going to die there. It was like they cut all music and they really just, like, that scene felt like the end of Iron Man. Luckily, it wasn't uh, for all those Iron Man fans, but the Spider-Man scene was also really good. Um, the connection he has with Tony was full on display here. I really enjoyed that scene. And another thing I've been thinking about a lot after this movie, I really hope Gamora and Vision are dead. That's one of my big issues with Infinity War, and probably my only real issue is that the ending, where it's really well done, I don't feel, like, sad that these people disappeared other than Spider-Man, because that scene was really well done. There's zero part of me that thinks, oh, Black Panther is dead. You know, they're never going to make another Black Panther. They're never going to make another Spider-Man with these characters. They got rid of all the people who I felt no worry about them dying, and then left the others, I would rather them, like, had Tony Stark and Captain America and all, like, the original, uh, like, Avengers disappear, because then the suspense would have been there so much more. There's no part of me that is worried about these characters that disappeared, but Gamora and Vision, I really hope stay dead, because it doesn't feel like, other than those two, there was a lot of loss in this movie. Yes, technically half, like, the living universe is lost, but they don't feel lost to me because I don't think that they'll stay gone, and, like, there's zero part of me that believes that they'll stay gone, so it doesn't feel like actual loss. Gamora and Vision didn't just disappear, they died in the movie, they died, and hopefully they stay dead to actually feel like there's some stakes here and there was some loss in this movie, um, and also, I want Gamora to stay dead because I think it adds an interesting layer to Peter Quill's character. I really thought Peter Quill was going to die in this movie. I thought that's why maybe they did the dad story for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, just getting that taken care of so he can die. But if Gamora dies, that adds a new layer to his character. 
it adds a new dynamic to the Guardians that would be interesting going into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Vision really has no point to stay alive at this point. Um, I just, I hope those two are dead, because I want, when all things are done with Avengers 4, for it to feel like there was some things lost in this movie. And yes, I mean, I'm sure others will die in Avengers 4, but it just felt like the ending in this movie, again, it was really well done for what it was, but the suspense that should be there, at least personally, I didn't feel it. I'm also excited now for Captain Marvel quite a bit, considering we know she plays a major role in Avengers 4. In the post credit scene, Nick Fury sent the pager to her. Um, I bet you the after credit scene for the Captain Marvel solo movie coming out, I believe, next February will be her receiving that pager or something leading into her in Avengers 4. Um, but I'm much more interested in that character, knowing that she's going to play a major role in the next movie. And then I guess all that is left to talk about is really where do they go from here? At 3 a.m. when I watched this movie, or when I got out of this movie, by the time everything was done, I ended up sending a text to my friend who went to the screening with me on where I think they will go. So let me read that for you. I will mention once again, I saw this once, this was at 3am directly after coming out of this movie, so I didn't have a lot of time to think about it, but here is my 3am theory on how Avengers 4 will go. Now I will say, I'm rereading this now, I do not mention Captain Marvel once, so I don't think this will be the case. I also think they could do something similar to this, just with the time stone because I do think Doctor Strange has something going on with that. But my theory is that we saw the one... And I'm just going to read this how the text goes. Um, I have a theory for how Avengers 4 will go. We saw that this one dude who makes the Infinity Gauntlet had another one, plus he at least knows how to make another one. So they are going to have to find Thanos and get the stones from his busted Infinity Gauntlet and then put those in a new Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, the fight with where they get the stones is probably where Captain America dies. Then Tony sacrifices himself to put on the Gauntlet, taking all that power in to bring everyone back. And maybe then they fight Thanos. I'm now adding off of it. Uh, maybe then they fight Thanos and Captain Marvel is the one that defeats him. Uh, I don't know. But that was my 3 a.m. theory. Uh, again, now I notice it doesn't mention Captain Marvel once, but hey, that was my first thoughts. Let me know your thoughts on Avengers Infinity War, as well as any theories you have on my YouTube channel, on the video version of this podcast, or I guess really on any video. Um, and I guess that's a good segue. If you are watching this on YouTube, there is an iTunes version in case you want to download it and go. In case you are listening to this on iTunes or any other podcast platform, I do have a video version on YouTube in case you want to leave like a comment. The video is just like the screen that this podcast is, like a black screen with my logo, and it says Buttered Popcorn Podcast. It's nothing visually interesting, um, but if you want to go leave a comment, that's probably the best place to leave it. And with all that being said... 
Now let's transition into my April 2018 recap. I'm quickly going to mention every uh, movie I saw in April, give my quick thoughts about them, and then say what I think was the worst and what was the best. And first, let's start with Batman Ninja. This is the animated Batman movie, which was actually created over in Japan. They had this crew of anime people working on this uh, like movie. It was all done in Japanese originally. The script was the actual animation. I know they got some people from Fooly Cooly to do stuff for this, Gurren Lagann. Like, it was proper people in the anime industry creating a Batman movie. Um, I ended up seeing this at WonderCon a couple months back, but it finally got released to the wide audience in April, and I was amazed by the reaction this movie got. Mostly because this was a movie that got a lot of people heated, and I really wasn't expecting that. I mean, this was such a diverse movie that you had some people who were saying it was the best Batman movie ever, some people saying it was the worst, people were saying it was a disgrace to both anime and to Batman. It was getting really heated, and like I said, I was not expecting this at all. I thought this was just going to be a smaller Batman movie, uh, but no, I think after The Last Jedi, people just wanted to debate about a movie, people wanted to criticize a movie, people wanted to share their opinions, and I was just really amazed by how vocal people got about this movie, considering I really wasn't expecting it. Even on just my movie review for it, um, which I posted at the end of March, a ton of conversations started, which doesn't normally happen. I don't normally have a lot of conversations start on my videos, uh, but people were saying, like, finally, someone who understands. A guy said that I got paid for this review, which I was shocked by. He said this movie is an utter insult to Batman and anime. It's a major shit show. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He probably got paid for this video, which, like, thank you for thinking I got paid. Thank you for thinking I'm big enough that anyone would pay me to do anything. Um, but it's just like, that is crazy to me, that someone would get that heated over a Batman Ninja movie. And the thing is, I didn't even like this movie all that much. I gave it a B plus. I said it was a really fun time. Don't go in expecting anything amazing. Um, and people got really heated over it. Um, and then, you know, we did get some good discussion in, though, about the promotion for this movie, which I fully understand. I still have not seen a trailer for this movie, um, so I understand if they were really hyping it up to be a really serious movie, a really serious anime movie, yeah, that would get you to be disappointed, and that's one of the reasons I stopped watching trailers and everything as much as I could, is, I mean, just look at last year with It Comes at Night, with Mother. These are movies that had people get hugely disappointed simply because they were thinking they were going into something else. If you don't build those expectations, then you can't be disappointed. Um, it's just, this is a really weird movie, and I was amazed at how many people um, just got heated about Batman Ninja. I did not expect this to be the conversation surrounding this movie at all. 
yet it is. Like I said, you know, my thoughts on the movie is that it's fine. It's a really kind of dumb, fun time that gets so crazy that it's so bizarre in moments that it's fun. Like, I guess I can spoil it now. All these monkeys come together to form this huge monkey, and all these bats fly together to create a huge Batman, and they end up, like, fusing, and all the villains get their own, like, Voltron robots to pilot and their own Gunnams, and it's, like, it's so crazy stupid, yet it's such a fun time. Don't go in expecting a really serious Batman movie or a really serious anime movie. It's just, like, a really bizarre time. I don't know. I also don't know what it's like to see this movie alone. I saw this movie with a crowd, which was definitely the way to see it, considering everyone was losing their minds over how crazy of a movie it was. Um, I don't know. I felt really okay about Batman Ninja, um, but a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. Let me know your thoughts. Just try to be respectful, because yelling that people are wrong isn't really great. I truly believe everyone is entitled to their own opinion about pretty much every movie, unless you're saying factual wrong evidence about a film. I don't really care if you like a movie or hate a movie. Um, it's similar to other movies on this list we will talk about. Some people said, oh, I love this movie. Um, it was my favorite movie of the year to a movie that I absolutely hated. And, you know, good for you. I don't really care. Or, I mean, I guess I should say, like, I care about your opinions, but I don't let them factor into mine, because, like, I had my own experience with this movie, you had your own experience. If it's meaningful for you, great. If it's not meaningful for you, great. Um, just everyone can feel their own things about each movie, and I'm fine with it. A much bigger movie this month was A Quiet Place. This is a really good horror movie. I'm not a big fan of jump scare horror films. Um, but I like this one. I actually talked about this briefly in the last podcast, so I'm going to try to stay a little bit briefer on it. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a really good movie with some really good ideas, a really great family dynamic. Easily my least favorite part of this film would be the jump scare moments, because they just felt out of place and a little bit weaker. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I'm interested to see where they go with the sequel, because I heard they're making a sequel. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed it. It created a unique theater experience. And I say this all the time. When you see 130 movies a year, being a unique movie is almost more memorable than being a really good movie sometimes when you see this many films per year. Also, I saw Final Portrait. This was a good movie. Um, overall, I mean, it's pretty forgettable. It's about this painter who starts to paint this portrait of this guy, and he says it will only take one afternoon. It ends up going into weeks and months, and it's pretty good. Um, like, I'm having trouble even fully remembering all my opinions on this movie. Definitely, for all these films, I have a full review on my YouTube channel, so you can check those out there. Um... But yeah, I mean, I remember this was a good movie, really good, like, production design, um, pretty good acting, it stars Army Hammer, and I remember the script being pretty good. The ending does feel a little bit rushed and out of place, um, but I enjoyed Final Portrait fine. You Were Never Really Here was a really good action movie. 
Uh, I really like this movie. A lot of people love this movie. Um, I thought it had some general pacing issues, but the violence was really good, and therefore the lack of violence was also really good. It isn't too gruesome of a movie. I mean, the thing about it is there's a couple scenes where it's full-on gruesome and bloody, and I really enjoy the, like, power of those scenes and the violence in those scenes. Um, but there is also plenty of scenes where it turns away from violence, and I just think their use of graphic violence in this movie, whether it's the showing of it or the hiding of it, was really effective. It is also just made really uniquely. Uh, the acting is really, really good in this film, and I really recommend You Were Never Really Here. I already talked about Avengers, just, I mean, quick thoughts. I like the movie a lot. It's a really well put together movie. The pacing really worked for me, which I was surprised by because I was a little bit nervous having all these characters, how it would fit together. Um, this movie just really worked for me. I really liked Avengers Infinity War. And our final three movies for April were all pretty disappointing. They were A24 films, um, and I'll just say, I'm being honest, this year has been a rough year for A24 movies in my opinion. We started out with The Last Movie Star, which already, I mean this was a movie that didn't really look good, it didn't have good reviews, and I ended up hating this movie. It felt like such a bland movie going through all the motions to try and strike emotion into the audience, but none of it worked. And this is the movie I was talking about. I had a person on my review say this was one of their favorite movies. I mean, good for you. I am happy whenever you find a movie that you enjoy. I hated this movie. It was so boring, and it was so bland. Also this month, we had Backstabbing for Beginners. Again, this was a movie that didn't really have a lot of good reviews, and I did not like this film at all. Um, I still need to post a full review for this movie, but uh, just quickly, it felt really artificial. How every shot was so perfectly made, and everything seemed just a little bit too perfect in this movie. Uh, the dialogue was also pretty bad, and the fact that, like, it's well-spoken, but it just felt so artificial. The plot is also really, really complicated. There's a lot about policies and different countries wanting to do different things, and there's all this stuff about rules and regulations, and it just, it didn't work for me at all. But I didn't really expect either of these A24 films to be great. The other A24 film to come out this year, or this month, was Lean on Pete. Now this has been a weaker year for A24 films, but also they've all been uh, partners with DirecTV, not saying you can't have good movies which are partnerships between DirecTV and A24, but generally those tend to be weaker. Lean on Pete is not a partnership, it was a pure A24 film, a lot of people gave this good reviews from a couple film festivals last year. The trailers looked good, and this truly was what I hoped to be the start of a great A24 year, and I did not like this movie. I found this film to be frustrating, especially with how it tries to build emotions. Minor spoilers here, but the horse has no point being in this movie. I was amazed by that that the horse and his relationship 
First off, it didn't feel like it existed. They didn't build this correctly at all, and they did nothing with it. There was no point for this horse to be in this fucking movie. There was other things that happened to this kid to push him emotionally that were way stronger than this horse and completely overshadowed this horse, and even seeing where they went with this horse, it meant nothing. It meant nothing to the story. It meant nothing to this character. It just felt like this was so irrelevant, which is so weird to me, considering they built this as the main thing in this movie, when it's not at all. The movie is literally titled Lean on Pete, which is the name of this horse, yet it meant nothing to this movie. I felt like this film had no direction, it did a terrible job building anything, all the characters felt really unlikable, I just did not like Lean on Pete, and I will say easily A24 this year. It's not starting off too good. I will say A24 never really begins the year amazingly. If we look back last year, we had movies like Free Fire, The Black Coat's Daughter, The Exception. These were movies that I didn't hate, I didn't love, but they didn't really like do anything for me. They weren't terrible, they weren't great, they were just fine. This year, we have The Vanishing of Sydney Hall, which I liked. I thought overall it was a pretty good movie. Not amazing, not great, just pretty good. You have The Last Movie Star, which I hated. In fact, I'm gonna say that was my least favorite film of this month. You had Lean on Pete, which I'm so frustrated by. Even though I acknowledge that there were some things done well in the movie, it's easily my second favorite A24 film of the year so far. I'm frustrated by that movie. And then Backstabbing for Beginners, I also hated. It's not shaping up to be a great year for A24. Luckily, pretty soon here actually, there will be movies that hopefully start this year off right. Uh, First Reformed comes out, and we can talk about these in a little bit, um, or at least First Reformed we can talk about in a minute, but that comes out later this month, and that looks to be amazing. How to Talk to Girls at Parties, um, I mean, it's had a rough time at a couple film festivals. Not a lot of people love this movie, but that's coming out. Uh, you have Hereditary, which looks amazing, and a ton of people love, so that's nice. Uh, Under the Silver Lake is supposed to be really good. Eighth Grade is supposed to be great. Hot Summer Nights looks good. It stars Timothy Chalamet, so hopefully that's good. Um, and then you have, like, A Prayer Before Dawn. That looks really good. Um, so hopefully May is going to start getting A24 rolling for this year. Um, I hope Lean on Pete did it, but it just failed too. And now let's get into our May 2018 preview. Uh, like I said, we're already a little bit into May, so I've already seen a couple movies on this list. Gonna go kind of quickly here. Um, the month started out with Tully. I was really excited for this movie, and I ended up loving this movie. You can check out my full review for it. What's out this weekend is Disobedience. This is a movie I've heard a lot of good things about, and I'm really excited to check out. Um, I'll actually be seeing that. I'm recording this on Saturday. Hopefully, I will be seeing that either tomorrow or Monday. Um, I'm really excited for that movie. Then on the 18th, we have quite a few releases. Obviously, the major release for the 18th is, of course, Deadpool 2. 
I've actually already seen this movie. I was one of the few people to see it on Thursday night. Um, I posted a review for that movie already. Just, I guess, quick thoughts. I loved it. I think it's better than Deadpool. Granted, I'm someone who didn't love Deadpool. I like Deadpool a lot, and I think it's a really fun movie, but I didn't love Deadpool. I loved Deadpool 2. Um, also is How to Talk to Girls at Parties. We've already talked about that movie. First Reformed looks incredible. So two A24 films coming out on the 18th. Also on Netflix, we got 13 Reasons Why Season 2. And boy, am I not excited for this series. Now, not only did I not like 13 Reasons Why Season 1, I thought it was a really poorly made show, but there's just no point for Season 2. The show ended. The story ended. I don't see what they're going to do that's going to make it that interesting, and I'm just not excited for this show. Am I going to watch it all? Yes, but I probably won't enjoy it. Um, I also don't get why they made Season 2, considering Season 1 was so controversial. So many people were against 13 Reasons Why Season 1, and even though I don't agree with those reasons at all, and I think a lot of them are really stupid, 13 Reasons Why Season 2, it's just why bring that controversy back. I don't get it. I don't get why they're making Season 2. Um... I guess I'm going to watch it, though. And finally, on the 25th, we have Solo. I'm really happy this film is getting pretty good reviews. And here's the thing about Star Wars. I don't care about Star Wars as much as everyone else. I know a lot of people really care about Star Wars. And it's not like I don't care at all about it. But I really, like, I don't know. I'm not someone who got really angry that they're making a Han Solo movie. I didn't think it looked incredible, but a lot of people have been saying it's a fun movie, it's nothing amazing, but it's fun, and that's good enough for me. You know, really, after the debate that was The Last Jedi, I'm just excited to have a basic fun action movie, um, and hopefully I enjoy it. Like I said, the trailers really haven't done anything for me. Um, but, you know, I'll see Solo, and maybe I'll enjoy it. And with that, I guess I'm going to quickly talk about some TV shows I've been watching, or that I'm actually going to watch. Uh, I'm officially announcing, I mentioned it a couple podcasts ago, but I had this idea to do a week-long of TV reviews. So, like, last year, I did a week-long of movie reviews that I missed from that year, because uh, I had a bunch of movies I hadn't seen of 2017, and I wanted to watch them all. And I thought about doing this with TV, considering there is quite a few series I haven't reviewed or I haven't watched that I wanted an excuse to watch and review. So I decided to do that. The current dates are the week of the 27th to the f 2nd of June. So, like, the 22nd, uh, or the... Uh, blah, blah. It starts the 27th of May, and it ends the 2nd of June. It all kind of depends on if I watch everything by then. Um, if I do end up having to push it back, I will make sure to let you guys know. Uh, but basically, a couple series I'm going to be watching, The Crown. I started The Crown Season 1 back in December, but I never got around to finishing it or starting Season 2. So I'm going to restart The Crown, watch it from Episode 1, um, and see what I think about that show, 
Jessica Jones Season 2. I finally finished. Um, I'm not going to say what I think about the show quite yet. I'm going to wait until my review, uh, but I finally finished that show. I'm finally going to be watching Season 2 of A Series of Unfortunate Events. I still haven't watched that, um, but I'm going to watch it considering I enjoyed Season 1. Like, the thing about Season 1 is I didn't love it nearly as much as everyone else. I really loved the first, like, two episodes. From there, it went downhill for me quite a bit. You can check out my review for it. Um, but I am going to watch season two for this. Also, I'm finally going to finish the show Dark. If you follow me on Stardust, I have been posting my episode reactions to Dark. Or I was back in, like, January when I started the show, but I just kind of dropped it. I'm going to pick it back up and finish it for this uh, week-long series. So I'm really excited about this series, and I hope you guys enjoy it just as much. So to finish off this podcast, I'm going to be giving my quick opinions and quick updates on the anime I'm watching for this spring 2018 anime season. Um, I will say, first off, I finally finished Garo Vanishing Line. This was an anime back from the winter season. I finally finished. I finally posted my review for. Um, so I'm really happy to say that I'm done with that. I really enjoyed the show. Um, but spring 2018 has been an incredible year for anime. It's been an incredible season for anime, I guess I should say. Kind of jumping ahead. Um, 2018 is a great year for anime. We will be talking about that in a minute. But staying on spring 2018, it's really fucking good. I will say, I've already, though, dropped the show. I was going to watch Persona 5. The thing about it is, I just didn't like it. I was bored by it. I didn't want to continue it. And I just dropped it. I don't normally drop shows. Even if it's terrible, I normally will try and finish it. But I just, I was w watching it. Um, I, I guess, like, I was watching all my other shows, and we're up to about, like, five to six episodes into these other shows, and I still was on episode three of Persona 5, and just zero part of me wanted to watch it, so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to drop it and focus on other anime this season, so I'm currently watching three anime for spring 2018. Uh, first, we can talk about Major 2nd. This is the sequel to the major anime, which is a huge baseball franchise. Maybe the most famous baseball series of all time. Um, I've already kind of talked about this show in a previous uh, podcast, but I'm really enjoying it so far. There's quite a few fun dynamics with it. Um, and overall, I'm enjoying Major Second, honestly. I really like it as a baseball anime, and we will see where it goes. Um, easily the highlight, though, of this season has been Megalo Box. Holy shit, this is an amazing show. First off, just from an energy and atmosphere standpoint, it really feels like a Shinshiro Watanabe show. Like, it feels, and they're obviously trying to make it feel like a show like Samurai Champloo or Cowboy Bebop. They've even done the visuals. They've toned it down to 720 um, like, that looking of a show. Like, it looks like a 720 show instead of a 1080 because they want it to feel a little bit more rough and a little bit more scrappy, just like those other shows. 
um, but it has an amazing energy to it. It's a boxing anime. Um, I'm really happy I picked this one up because it is just incredible. And finally, we have My Hero Academia Season 3. I've been pretty disappointed by this anime. Now, last year, a ton of people turned on Season 2 of this show because of how popular it got. It's easily the most popular anime uh, of the season. Might be the most popular anime of next season, even though there's quite a bit of competition next season, and we're going to be talking about that in a minute. Uh, but My Hero Academia Season 2, I didn't turn on it because it was an incredible show. It probably was my favorite anime of last year. It was either that or Made in Abyss, and it was probably My Hero Academia Season 2. I love that season, but Season 3 just have not connected with me. It's been really disappointing. It just hasn't been interesting. Um, hopefully it picks up in a little bit. We still are only five episodes into the show. This is going to be a 25-episode season, I believe. So, hey, hopefully it picks up, because I have really liked My Hero Academia. And it's still not like it's terrible. It's, like, bad in terms of My Hero Academia. It is, like, my least favorite season so far, but it still is really, really good. I'm saying that in terms of My Hero Academia. But one thing I really am feeling about this anime year, 2018 in general, is that it is low-key one of the best anime years I've ever seen. There's already, like, five or six, um, like, anime of the year contenders, and I've never had a year be like this before. Where, like, this year we've had Devilman Crybaby, a place further than the universe. Uh, Megalobox will definitely be on that list. Uh, like, there's been some incredible anime this year. Um, and I think picking best anime of the year is going to be difficult. And there's quite a bit um, of anime still to come. Looking at the summer 2018 schedule, I mean, you have Attack on Titan Season 3, which, yes, I hated Attack on Titan Season 1, but I really like Attack on Titan Season 2. Hopefully they keep more with that psychological thriller-type atmosphere. You have Overlord 3, which I've not seen either of the Overlords before. I'm going to try and watch them before this third one, because I've heard it's amazing. You have Fooly Cooly back with Progressive, um, Fully Cooly Alternative is also coming, I believe, in October. You have quite a few anime coming out that could be really, really good this year. Um, still to come. And we've already had an amazing year. I definitely will have a podcast at the end of the year where I do, like, a bracket when I say, like, my favorite anime of 2018. And we'll do, like, a bracket show episode thing where we do a bracket of my favorite anime of this year to see which one I like the most. Um, but overall, just a really solid year so far for anime. And with all that being said, I think that's enough for this podcast. Um, on my channel this week, you can expect quite a bit. You can expect my review for Lean on Pete. I'm recording this podcast on Saturday. Originally, I was going to post my Lean on Pete review yesterday, which was Friday, um, but I wanted to let my Deadpool 2 review sit a little bit longer, so ideally I'm going to post Lean on Pete 
either today or, okay, so if this podcast is out on Saturday, I've already recorded my Lean on Pete review. So if this podcast is out Saturday, my Lean on Pete review will be up Sunday. If this podcast is out Sunday, then my Lean on Pete review got posted Saturday or yesterday uh, when this podcast got uploaded. So sometime this weekend, my Lean on Pete review will be uploaded no matter what. I also have reviews for backstabbing for beginners. I will have a review out for disobedience. Um, And then coming this weekend, or this coming weekend, I should have reviews for how to talk to girls at parties, first reformed. Um, I'll have a review out for 13 Reasons Why Season 2 eventually. Uh, quite a few movies are coming out, but I'm really, really excited for to talk about these. Because um, I think we hopefully will be getting some really good movies this month. And then we're into the summer movie season, which, I mean, there's, to be honest, just a ton of movies coming out. With all that being said, thank you so much for watching, or thank you so much for listening. I've been Carson from Buttered Popcorn, and this has been the Buttered Popcorn Podcast, Episode 4. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.